This is a brand new episode of Wake Up Bright. Wake up. With your workout buddies, April and sometimes Yenna. Your hit podcast. Your much needed hit of encouragement, empowerment, and motivation to live and grow each day a little brighter. Hey, beautiful people. I'm April Lauren and I'm Yenna. And this is our podcast, Wake Up Bright, and we are doing the Balanced and Bright Collaborative Series. And today we're going to talk a little bit about shame. Let's see. So this section of the book is the 10 things that get in the way. The book is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And we're going to be reading mostly from page 38 and beyond. So how was your week? Let us know. We want to know how you've been. Please let us know. I like your earrings, Jenna. I didn't notice them. They're the Amazon ones. Oh, yeah. I tried to copy her and order them, and I got crappy earrings. <laughs> They're like 20 bucks, too, so I was like... What? I think I paid like $12, I want to say. Mine were... The, one I, the ones I picked out were 19 and the class didn't work, and I was going to send them back, and then Ricky fixed them. Oh, and I wore them to Target and one of them fell off somewhere in Target so that I could return them. That was the tale of those earrings. That's life. That's life. (laughs) Usually I don't, usually ordering stuff like that's fine, especially if somebody Mm -hmm. I know has ordered it. So I don't know. And it wasn't like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I saw someone on Instagram had these and she shared her link and then I bought them too. Yeah. So, so let's dive in, shall we? Yes. We have the timer set. We're going to try and keep this brief for you guys. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about shame and Brene Brown writes that shame is the warm feeling that washes over us, making us feel small, flawed, and never good enough. If we want to develop shame resilience, the ability to recognize shame and move through it while maintaining our worthiness and authenticity, then we have to talk about why shame happens. Honest conversations about shame can change the way we live, love, parent, work, and build relationships. I have more than 1,000 letters and emails from readers um, that all say the same thing. I can't believe how much talking about shame changed my life. And I promise, even if you're eating while you're talking about shame, we'll be okay. <laughs> That's what she writes. Um, That's and we're going to go over, like, she's got three things that she says that we need to know about shame. And we'll talk about that. But first, I wanted to go back to that very first sentence. Because as I was reading, it kind of, I don't know, it struck a chord with me. She said, shame is a warm feeling that washes over us. And I was like, that's actually true. And maybe that's why I don't immediately dismiss the feelings of shame mm-hmm. as shame. usually lies that we tell ourselves. Usually they're like blatant, ridiculous lies that we tell ourselves and we feel ashamed. But it's that that feeling like it's like, of course, it's, it's like gentle almost that negative feeling. Yeah. That kind of, so I like the way she described that, that shame is a warm feeling that washes over us. Not all things that wash over us that are warm. Right. That was an interesting way of putting it, but I think it is very accurate and describing. 
Yeah. Making us feel small, flawed, and never good enough. I feel like too, that warm sensation, that blanket of shame, if you will, um, it begins to separate us away from everyone else. That usually looks like something like just me. I'm the only one like with whatever mm-hmm. issue it is. And, and it's like a, it's like a blanketing or quieting of whatever that is, which is probably why she says that she's gotten so many letters about how talking about shame has changed their lives. Because I feel like as soon as we call it out, as soon as we have conversations about it, it loses its power. Absolutely. That I think when I think she mentions parents there or parenting. Yeah. I think that's really close to the mom guilt and that has been talked about a lot. Yeah. She says, um, honest conversations about shame can change the way we live, love, parent, work, and mm-hmm. build relationships. Um, um mom guilt is talked about a lot. Yeah. So let's talk. A little bit, or I'm going to read rather for, about her shame resilience 101. And anytime you have a thought, you know, if you want to interrupt, please do. <laughs> uh, here are the first three things you need to know about shame. One, we all have it. Shame is universal and one of the most primitive human emotions that we experience. The only people who don't experience shame lack the capacity for empathy and the, the and human connection. Uh-huh. Two, we're all afraid to talk about shame. Three, the less we talk about shame, the more control it has over our lives. So those are the three things. Um, And then she goes on to say, shame is basically the fear of being unlovable. It is the total opposite of owning our story and feeling worthy. In fact, the definition of shame that I have developed for my research is shame is the intensely powerful La, 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 la. shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Shame keeps worthiness away by convincing us that owning our stories will lead to people thinking less of us. Shame is all about fear. We're afraid that people won't like us if they know the truth about who we are, where we're from, what we believe, how much we're struggling, or believe it or not, how wonderful we are when soaring. I think that, I think that it's, it all resonates because it's definitely, it's true. It really does. And we've been talking about the imposter syndrome with a couple of my friends quite many times. And I feel like that describes like whatever she says describes the imposter syndrome really well, like gives kind of like an explanation why, why that is a thing. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I personally feel like that during this pandemic, people have been talking about more like about mental health and all, you know, all these type of things. So yeah. And essentially people have been talking about shame a lot more And I think since the pandemic happened, a lot of people lost their jobs, possibly their homes and whatnot. So I'll share a story. Yeah, people were forced to talk about the shame, I guess, or the shameful events. I want to share a story. I think it's pretty interesting. My friend, if you're out there and you're listening to this, I'm sharing your story. I'm not going to share your name. So nobody will know it's you, but sorry, I'm seeing your story. Um, I mean, I'm not really sorry. Or if I was sorry, I really wouldn't do it. I think that it's valuable and it's small and it's not. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to continue. <laughs> um, 
So I have a friend and she joined a church group Bible study and she was so, so excited to go to this church group, this Bible study and be among like-minded, like Christian women grow in her spirituality. And the first night she went, um, the leader of the Bible study was like, and this, this friend of mine is a YouTuber is like, YouTube is the devil's handiwork. YouTubers are awful people and just expounded on like her hatred of the idea of YouTube and all things YouTube. Well, my friend didn't say anything. She, and the reason that I brought this up within the context of shame is because I can totally see it. I can empathize that in that moment, she probably felt a little anger that that person was saying that, or maybe that even came later, but she probably felt shame. Like I am a YouTuber and nobody knows that about me. Like, and I'm an imposter. Yeah, exactly. I'm a bad person because I'm a YouTuber and now they're going to expose me as one. When the reality is if she just would have said, and I don't want to say the reality so defiantly, but most likely if she would have just been like, well, actually I'm a YouTuber and I'm here and I'm a Christian. Like, right. like, I'm, like I'm a pretty good person. It opens people shame what they don't know. Exactly. Um, and then we let the feelings of shame silence us, which is why when we start talking about things that make us feel that way, it's empowered. It's, it's educating. It's growing. It's like, man, I feel really down when there's Oreos and I eat like 10 of them. Well, most people feel down if they eat like freaking 10 Oreos and they're not like you're not weighing them at that point. So like, but by talking about it, by putting a voice and words and thoughts, you can talk through them and it frees you of the power Mm -hmm. of that negative thought train or shame both. Right. And I feel like a lot of time, if you open up about those things that you are, you know, you feel ashamed for, you might notice that there's nothing to be ashamed for. And yeah, and that's, you know, that's the reason too, why, why I thought that story is, it's an interesting story because just by opening your mouth and letting people know, it invites them to have shared experience with you. Right. And what if there was another YouTuber in that group that felt the exact same way that she did, but then, you know, was too afraid to say anything or expose herself either. So, you know, and I'm not, I'm not encouraging people who have let shame silence them to feel shame about their shame. Um, yeah, obviously. That's yeah. That's not what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> no, but just having shared it, we, we are all human and we are all fallible. We make so many mistakes. We have so many similar emotions. And while all of our stories are unique to, to our journey, um, there's overlapping things. And very rarely are we going to be the only ones who've thought something or experienced something in our lives. They might not be exactly the same, but there's always like, there's always other people. Like there's too many people. There's too many people and too many opportunities for us to have the same experience for statistically for us to not like, none of us are the one that breaks the mold. 
(laughs) we're, We're not as unique as we think we are, or our experiences, let's say that our experiences are not as unique and one of a kind that we might think they are. Yeah. And shame is a tool. People who don't feel shame, um, not all people, but people who sort of lack some level of empathy, um, people who don't experience shame or people who even do. Some people are just that smart. People in power will use shame to distance and control others. And you have to not let that happen. Like you have to you have to, you have to have a voice. I mean, you don't have to. I don't know why that made me feel like anarchy. We're just, I don't know why. Make a lot of revolution. Well, and sometimes it's unintentional taking it kind of away from the anarchy thing. (laughs) In the Bible study, the leader of the Bible study had a little power and she chose that opportunity to like take a stand against something she saw as wrong and the feeling of shame silenced people who may have felt differently because I guarantee you maybe there was only one YouTuber in the room but I bet all of them including the person downing YouTube watch YouTube like maybe maybe the person's saying the negative stuff about YouTubers maybe they don't watch YouTube but I guarantee most of the people in the room did like who Mm -hmm doesn't at least occasionally Google and watch like YouTube, how to get my garage opener to work. (laughs) YouTuber, how do I do that? Like everyone uses YouTube in some small capacity at least. So, but she used her power of being like the head of that group knowingly or unknowingly and shamed everyone into silence and agreeing and that's just being mindful of, of that. And if you're in someone in any kind of place of power, you have to be very mindful of how you can use your power to shame or hold down others, like the, the people around you. Okay. It's an interesting thing. It really is. An interesting thing. And try not to shame the one, those around. Try not to shame yourself and try not to shame those around you. I think that that's a good yeah, be mindful about it. Yeah. Um, and within the context of this balanced and bright initiative collaborative that we're working on, <laughs> try not to shame you. Like that we're I'm we're working very hard to not come across as judgmental. Like we're laying out these initiatives, these things that we want to do together, but it's not about us. It's it is about us individually in our own journeys, but it's about you and your own journey. Like you are the lead character in your story, not us. We have nothing to do with your story. We're just like side characters that get like a small splash. Maybe a splash. <laughs> maybe it's more like a ripple. Like you can be like little reminders too. Yeah. Love yourself and give yourself a break every once in a while. Yeah. And shame while shame can, can hold you down, like finding ways to love yourself and shut those thoughts down is important. Um, I like that she says too here in the book, and we've got just a couple more minutes left. I turned the timer off, so (laughs) this could be bad, but, um, she says, um, what's the difference between shame and guilt? And I feel like that's a, I feel like this is a very interesting thing. I've never really thought of, but they are different. 
Um, she says or offers that guilt is I did something bad. Mm. Shame is I am bad. And I think I that that's, that's when you think about mom guilt. It's, I don't think you, anybody thinks I'm a, well, some people think I'm a bad mom, but it is mostly about the actions like, oh, I was tired. So I didn't cook good enough food for my kids or I wanted to have a night out. So I had a babysitter. So I missed my kids bedtime type of stuff. So I, you know, it's more of a, an action thing, something you did rather than something more. So I guess that's a, that makes sense is what I was trying to get to. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to, we'll close with one, if you haven't got this book, you totally should, because it's got so many little gems and so many, it puts to words so many feelings, I feel like, and I, I love really that. Does. Um, So I'm on page 47. It's the closing of the things that get in the way. And I'm just going to read the last two paragraphs. Our stories are not meant for everyone. Hearing them is a privilege. And we should always ask ourselves this before we share who has earned the right to hear my story. If we have one or two people in our lives who can sit with us and hold space for our shame stories and love us for our strengths and struggles, we are incredibly lucky. If we have a friend or a small group of friends or family who embraces our imperfections, vulnerabilities, and power and fills us with a sense of belonging, we are incredibly lucky. We don't need love and belonging and story catching from everyone in our lives, but we need it from at least one person. If we are working towards relationships based in love, belonging, and story, we have to start in the same place. I am worthy. Yes. (laughs) I am worthy. I like it. And, you know, I think that this is why things like gratitude journals or spending a, a few minutes a day just to be grateful for things you have is important because it's not, it's not just a given that you're going to have a small circle or you're going to have somebody in your family or your spouse. Um, and I know I'm incredibly blessed because I have, you know, I have friends, I have my friend, Yenna, I have my husband and that's those Mm -hmm. things when I'm feeling small, remembering the people who are in my life, in my real life. So not, I was talking about like Instagram. Like I feel like looking at Instagram is a place where we see everyone's best and compare it to our worst. And especially all those Instagram photos are filtered. They're edited, Photoshopped. So it's even a step above the, just the positive highlight of someone's life. It's just the like altered reality. Yeah. Well, and I am, I'm doing a Fabletics video and I think I've shared this before. So this is, this is so silly kind of, but I have, I have another friend just talking about all my friends and uh, I was really frustrated because I have like these Fabletics bras and they just, they do absolutely nothing for me. Like I look like a blob and sometimes like some of them it's, it's okay. Like I'm like, whatever, like I look like a blob and it's fine. And then my friend, she, it's, she said that she just wears like a sports bra essentially under her Fabletics brawls. And I'm like, oh, well, that's why I have no shape and look like a round roly poly. <laughs> and like, I mean, and I don't like, that's a no for me. Like, I don't want to wear a bra under my bra. 
Yeah, I don't think that that kind of defeats the purpose of the yeah. of the product itself. Like, sure, you can mention that, like, you know, you could do this, yeah. but I don't think it's. But it was kind of like a lesson in comparing because I was so flustered or flustered, frustrated that like, I didn't, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm wondering why did not work for me? Yeah. But then just hearing, oh, other people do this and this and this with it. So it's essentially not even the same thing anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm grateful for my friend being so open Cause right. I mean, it's not even like I had brought it up. I didn't bring it up. Like, ah, these sports bras look terrible. I mean, they look great on you. Like why? Like I was inwardly silently beating myself up and she just happened to mention it at one point that that's what she does. And it's, it's like a, a solution for her. And I'm like, dang, I wish I would have known sooner <laughs> before I like beat myself up about being like, you know, there being something wrong with me. That is a good example of why we should talk about things and the shame. Yeah. So then you possibly would have learned that a little bit earlier too. Yeah, exactly. At least it is learned now. It's yeah. Learned and now it's publicly <laughs> out on the podcast. If you don't like the sports bra from Fatletics, wear another one on me. Yeah. I mean, stay tuned next week or maybe even this weekend. I'm going to have my Fabletics video because I'm going to, I mean, and it's the reality is, is each of us are so individual. We all have different. So it's just my opinion. My but It works for some, might not work for the other. And no shade. If I hate something and you love it, great. Or if I love it, hate it, fine. Like that is, that's life. <laughs> and life would be pretty boring if everybody would agree and if everybody live, loved the same things. It would be boring. Well, I'm really excited. Next week, Erin from Fit Lab is going to join us Ooh. for a podcast episode. Give us some trainer tips on our workouts and such and just have a conversation with me and Yenna. And then we um, are diving in finally to the guidepost. So we're 50 pages into the book at this point. Cannot wait. Yep. And I love it. I too, just before we're, I'm trying to close, but then I'm like, actually, (laughs) let's go back. Um, I love that she calls them guideposts because it's literally, it's the same thing like that Yenna and I are trying to do here. Like we're not trying to be anyone's hero. And I don't think it ever comes across that we are, Mm -hmm. but we're, we're just trying to help be like a small guidepost and you guys are the same for us like your comments and your encouragement it keeps us on the path too so it's like a mutual thing but I love that she calls them guidepost so next week we'll probably talk about two guideposts so the first guidepost is cultivating authenticity and the second guidepost is cultivating self-compassion so I'm excited for us to to talk about those in two episodes next week. So, yay! <laughs> well, we love you guys. Hope you have a love wonderful you. Halloween. Happy yes. Halloween. Please send us pictures of your costumes. I want to see. Yes, tag us. Tag us. Um, I'm at Wake Up Bright and Yena's at Yena Pelica. And it's on the screen down below. So, <laughs> and linked yeah. below. So, all the places. Everywhere. You'll find it. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye.